Ryan Reese. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. What would that be called? What's so K-Wave has their weekly or it's their daily verses. Yes. But if I want to give some wisdom or, you know, um, a helping hand to help you <laughs> in to your help life. To you do what? Well, for instance, like I just took this picture of all of us to post yes. for the radio show. And I had you guys look up into the camera. I put the camera high as a yes. high selfie. So when you do that, that actually sucks in your gut. Perfect. <laughs> and removes your chin. And God knows there's Todd. I've got some chins in this room right now. <laughs> I, I know it actually worked pretty good. My it face did. looks my face looks very sharp in that picture, dude. Yeah. Seriously, your and jaw? you don't even look white. <laughs> <laughs> and I put a, a filter that actually gave you a nice tan, Sean. Yes, first time ever. I love it. So you look very tan. <laughs> you're an Irish man, but you look very tan, and your your chin looks very sharp. It it really does. You don't you see have it definition. <laughs> it doesn't look like a pack of um, of, of Oscar Mayer wieners or anything. Oh, I like it. It worked I, for me too. I like it. And too. I ate a large pizza today. <laughs> I ate the whole thing. It's all good. I don't doubt it. Melinda, you look good too. Yeah, come on. There Give me go. some props. I ain't gonna say nothing. You look good. You look yeah, good. Yeah, props, props. Give it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight is another special night. You know, I, I just love coming to the show. It's um, it's rad because we get to talk about real subjects, real things right. that are going on in culture. I was driving back from L.A. this weekend, and I was turning on the Frank Sontag show. Oh, that's uh, right. Yes, I turned it on, and uh, they were actually talking about this subject, about the Women's March. And what I loved about it is we love Frank Sontag. We had him on the show. But um, it wasn't about hate, you know, because sometimes as Christians, you know, we, we could all judge. And we exactly. can get mad and, you know, we could actually get so mad that we blow our witness. Right. And I thought about when, when um, Moses rep- misrepresented Christ, God, mm-hmm. right. to the people, when he beat the rock instead of talk to the rock. And um, we so easily we can do that. Everything that's going on in, in culture, Sorry. we could get so mad at, at things and people and, like, I could just lash out and put something crazy on my Instagram and just tell everyone that... They're all going to burn and go to hell. Right. right. But that's not the way. No. You know, Christ was not like that. He, he loved people. He was, you, we got to stand for what we believe. Christ says that we are the salt of the earth. Exactly. Salt and light. We, we got to be that light. You right. Know? He says, who would who'd get a light and hide it? You know, we got to be right. a light in this world. But also Jesus told us to be fishers of men. You know, he, taught, he got his disciples and said, I'm going to teach you how to be fishers of men. And when you go fishing... Um, I'm not a big fisherman, but I do. When I do go fishing, I know there's different bait that we use at different times. There's lures. There's different kinds. There's rainbow trout, right? Not rainbow trout. Rainbow bait. Okay. Sure. I'm not a fisherman, <laughs> but I use some stuff they call rainbow had some glitter okay. in, it, and I caught some trout. I know that. <laughs> but we have. There's different ways to be a fisherman. There's different baits. So with things that are going on in the culture, you know, I got to talk. I actually called in the radio show because I was fired up about the situation. And I was just saying that we have to be um, we have to be in tune with God and see what he wants to do, because there is a way that we are going to reach people. And I personally believe that it's going to be personal, you know, one on one relationships. It's not about getting some Turner burn verse or, right. or go, going off on the wor- people that are not Christians 
and just saying what you think and just because what it does is basically you get unfollower. Like people exactly. unfollow you. And maybe right now someone's like, who cares, Ryan, if people unfollow you? Well, for me, honestly, I have a lot of people that are not Christians following me. Right. And the, the call that God's put on my heart, and I think everyone, because he gave us the great commission mm-hmm. right. to reach everyone right. and to go out and reach people and bring them to Christ. Basically, when I was thinking about throwing something up on social media, Jesus told me, he's like, Ryan, those are the people you're trying to reach. Right. Like, why are you going to have them unfollow you? That- why are you going to alienate them, put them on the defense, and make them think that you're judging them? And yeah. if we're called to be fishers of men, that's literally like you just let all kinds of fish go. Right. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So with that said, tonight's show, we are going to talk about the Women's March. We're going to talk about issues that we're facing in society. And we're going to talk about pro-life and the nation being more divided than it ever has. Exactly. And I think it's so very important as we're talking about this is communication is so important right now. Right now, our, our nation doesn't know how to communicate with each other. It's okay to have uh, different views and, you know, stand for different political parties. We all, we all do. As Christians, we should always vote biblically. That's what it comes down to. No man or no woman is going to be our, our savior. Um, but I think we also have to be sensitive to other people as well. You know, mm-hmm. same thing, Ryan. I have a lot of people that what we grew up with that I'm close to that have respect for me as well. They're on the other side. They have very views that would be against some of the things that I feel are right. But it doesn't mean that I unfollow them either, that I block them because I don't want to see the feed of all the stuff that they are going. To me, I like to see the other perspective as well so I can be educated on how to communicate and how to stand my ground, never to compromise what I believe in. And, and I can, I can, you know, communicate that. But I believe that that's where our nation is at right now. We're at a very pivotal time in our nation. 90 at least 97% of the people I follow and my friends, they're not believers. Right. So I got nothing but pro-March, and I see a lot of stuff on their feed. But I'm not so uptight that I'm like, oh, I can't believe these. Can you believe these guys? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I can believe these guys because <laughs> if you're not a Christian, you're, you know, when Jesus says, I come to make the blind see, they were once blind, but now they see. Right, or that right. was a guy that actually got healed by Jesus. He was blind, but now he sees. When you don't, when you you're, you're not a Christian, just like I was before, and you were before, and all of us, yeah. we are, you walk this world blind. Exactly. Right. So of course they're going to be pro this stuff. Of course right. they're going to be following the things of the world. Je- Satan's the prince of the world. He right. runs the world. And if you're not for Jesus, you're against him. You're with Satan. Mm. You know, but people don't see that because Satan doesn't d- show up as this red devil with horns right. and this cape. He disguise. He pre- he wants to pretend like he doesn't exist. Exactly. That's that's the greatest asset he has. Mm-hmm. Right. And and to be honest, you know, as we're stirring up these things that we're talking about, I think if we're all all honest, we go through different phases. Like you, Ryan, you said, like you know, should I I post this one thing at one particular time? I've had that a couple of times when I was like starting to post something. I was like, no. Like, God's called me to a different standard. Like, same thing. I'm going to alienate some people. Yes, I will stand up and I will be able to communicate something. But if my heart's wrong in the way that I'm writing it, then I'll stop. You know, and probably there are some people out there right now that are, 
you know, wrestling with these issues, no mm-hmm. doubt. If you go on your social media feed, it's one of the things that is probably the most popular thing going through many, many people's feeds. So if you're out there and maybe you're having a hard time communicating to your friends, to your loved ones, maybe you have a comment that you want to add as we start stirring up um, some of these issues that we're going to be talking about, uh, you can call in. We'd love to hear from you. Call in at 888-564-6173. Again, 888-564-6173. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Been here for almost two years now. It's been an amazing thing, an amazing platform, and we want you guys to be involved with the show. You know what I love about this show is that one of our slogans when we started it, or our slogan was Every Voice Matters. Right. I was just about to say that, too. Every Voice Matters. And, And everyone has a different opinion, and, you know... And opinions are like armpits. Everyone has them, and they all speak. <laughs> um, yeah. But I'm glad you used that one. What it, yes, I were on Christian radio. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, what I was saying is that uh, it doesn't matter opinions. It's what Jesus Christ says. It's the Word of God is exactly. what we stand on. The worst thing you can do is to cut yourself off from somebody who has a different opinion than yes. you do. Right. You yes. know what I'm saying? You hear them out. What 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 is so wrong with hearing someone's opinion? Nothing. Yep. And then you know where they're coming from so you know how to respond to them so that you don't make them like, "Oh, I can't talk to this person. She doesn't understand where I'm coming from." That's what non-Christians are expecting. Yes. Yeah, it's it's exactly what they're expecting for Christians to preach them and not hear what they have to say. Exactly. You know, Jesus says you got to be sly as a serpent, gentle as a dove. You got to be all things to all men, That's Paul right. said. Mm-hmm. And and meditate on that. See what Jesus has to speak to you about that. Cuz I when I navigate the, when I'm talking to I'm I'm, you know, I'm I talk to a lot of different homosexuals. I've uh, been God's been bringing them in my life and you know, I'm just Kind of navigating through conversations. I've talked. To, I have a friend, a couple friends that are atheists that I've been talking to lately. You just gotta just navigate through things and see what God be spirit led. Yep. And think about it. If you didn't talk to them, how would they learn about Christ? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's exactly. like the Lord has put you in their life for a reason, not just because oh you need new friends. I mean, you know. So yep. the Lord's put you there for a purpose. Absolutely. Well, we do. We've done our homework. Um, we're not going to just rant and rave about opinions because we know opinions. <laughs> <laughs> but what we are going to do is we're going to actually read some of this new stuff. Melinda did her homework this week, and uh, we're going to just talk about what's going on here. So um, so I looked up the Women's March that was uh, January 21st, and their premise or what they believe is that women's rights – are human rights regardless of a woman's race, ethnicity, religion, immigration status, sexual identity, gender expression, economic status, age, or disabilities. So they run on the whole uh, campaign of um, that they are for immigration reform, healthcare reform, protection of natural environment, LGBTQ rights, racial justice, freedom of religion, and workers' rights. So that's their whole premise that they run their whole platform on. But it's funny because they say freedom of religion, they say women's rights, they say all this stuff, but yet their march excluded some women. And it excluded women who were for pro-life. Now, these women that were for pro-life, yes, a lot of them are Christians, but there were some that were you know, from the gay community. There were some that, you know, 
just we're it's diverse. It's not like every Christian mm-hmm. is pro-life and that's it. And mm-hmm. that's what I think people think. Mm-hmm. That if you're pro-life, you're a Christian. Yep. And that's not true. That's not true. Yep. And so, you know, they were disinvited to the march, the pro-life people. So they actually, yeah. That's... You know what I'm saying? They were on their website. They mm-hmm. signed up these groups. Mm-hmm. They were on the website. They were all good. And then all of a sudden when they found out that they were pro-life, they took them off the website and said they couldn't come. Wow. And But they came anyways. They didn't so, care. So it wasn't a women's march. It no. was only for a select group of people. Exactly. But then they marketed it. It's for all. Yes. Right. Exactly. Well, it's not for all because no Republicans. And this this whole conversation about isn't about Republicans and Democrats. No. It's about Jesus. Exactly. It doesn't matter what you are. But the, <laughs> if you're pro-life, you got excluded. Republican. Yes. And... Christian. Yeah, exactly. Basically, I mean, what you're saying right now is things that go against their view, you know, and this is what comes down to major in our society today. People preach tolerance, but then they are intolerant. Exactly. Intolerant. They don't want to have dialogue or communicate on these issues. Or if you do, then it just starts into like hate stuff, which some of those things that really beats a lot of the news circuits, some of the artists from Madonna and Ashley Judd and all of these other people. I, I watched some of them and it was just like, are you kidding me? You know, there's a way to be able to communicate your view like, you know, with dignity, exactly. with clarity, because a lot of it was just spewed garbage. Right. You know, to, to be honest, you know, and I think that there's a, a better way to represent your side of view. Um, and I think it's a, a disservice to what they're trying to say or do, you know. Right. And the whole thing got manipulated. It, it started off with these, these two girls that were knitting these these hats and I can't say the name on air. The kitty cat hat. We'll just call it the kitty cat hat. <laughs> and because that's what was that was what it was based right. off of. It was yes. it was called the kitty cat hat. Yeah. They used another word for right. it. But what happened is then it turned into this turned into this perverted thing where they took it away and they started using a derogatory name for exactly. it. Exactly. And then that whole concept of the kitty cat hat where literally I have photos that I've seen on Instagram that they're saying the most nasty, filthy stuff on the signs. There's actually um, right. costumes of vagina yeah. costumes right. that these girls are wearing. So the whole thing turned into this whole filthy, disgusting thing. So right. now you have all these women that have become part of this whole... I mean, my wife and other people saw and they're like, dude, I'm not standing for it. That's exactly. disgusting. Mm-hmm. Right. She couldn't even like look at the photos. There were like pictures of people and they were wearing like name badges and it was like whore... Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, these are derogatory names that have come upon, like, women, and yet they were wearing them with pride. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't understand that. I don't understand how you want to be degraded by being called those names, and yet you march as you are, pr- you know, you're proud of it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you want all these women rights, but yet you're degrading yourself as you're trying to get these women rights, or totally you feel like you don't have them. So, someone said, speaking of women's yeah. rights and degrading, yes. to go along with it, someone sent me this Instagram photo. It's basically, it says, it shows a picture of Madonna, and she's basically doing some nasty stuff. Oh, I sent it to you. You sent it to me, <laughs> to herself. And then you got Miley Cyrus, and she's, you know, obviously... What she's been up to the last doing her, years. Yeah. <laughs> doing her thing, picture of it. And then there's another picture of Lady Gaga doing her thing, which is totally, you know, yeah. it is what it is. And then it says, they didn't vote for Trump because they disc- uh, 
They discarded the... In- what? Oh, wait, what? Do you want me to read it? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> they didn't vote for Trump <laughs> because they discredited degraded the image of women in society. They didn't vote yeah. for him because he dis- degraded the image of yeah, women. Yeah, so, they were saying that Trump degraded them. Yes. But yet they're doing it to themselves. And pushing it through social yes. through media. Yes. Which is um complete contradiction to some of the things of the view that they're trying to state. You right. know, they say one thing with their words, but it's coming different in their action. Right. And that's what I saw in some a lot of those speeches that were there. And this isn't to the downplay, like Ryan was saying in the beginning. Like, there's a lot of friends that I know. There, there's girls that we grew up with, some of them that up in San Francisco and up different places that went to these marches. And, you know, look at it. Maybe they didn't see some of the, the craziness of the stuff that we've seen on television. Understand that. And we don't, we don't hate on you at all either. Um, no. But we do believe that it's very important that Everybody can have their point of view, and it's not the end of the world. You know, I think we stand for what is right. right. You know, so, you know, with the with the pro the the march, the women's march. Then this last week was the pro life right, march right. as well, and there it is obvious that one was skewed, that it had a lot more publicity uh, through media, and actually they were called out on it this week as well um, of not um, making it as a bigger thing. A lot of it, the cra- crazy thing is, is like musicians aren't getting involved or, you know, act people that because they know if they stand at like the pro-life march, it kind of marginalizes them in the society. Right. The culture is not going to be exactly. accepted. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, you know, there could be people that are listening that go, well, you know, we went because we like you said, we have a lot of friends that went mm-hmm. whatever. Well, you know, what's what's wrong? Everyone has their opinion. Everyone can do whatever they want. And I just started thinking like, OK, I'm going to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. But then when I started looking at the crowd photos and reading the signs and then everything that was said from stage, yep. from different right. actors and different people, now me, a father, right, with my, or my husband, with my wife, and I know how my wife is, and then I have my daughters, I'm like, dude, even if I wasn't a Christian, right, if I was not a Christian, mm-hmm. and if you're listening, you're not a Christian, and you have daughters, would you want your daughters to see this garbage? Right. Right. I wouldn't. I don't know. Maybe maybe you do. But maybe you think. I don't. I don't want. Yeah. I want to protect my kids. Even when exactly. I wasn't a Christian, I would still want to guard my nephews and my nieces. And I wouldn't want kids to hear me cussing and all this stuff. Yeah, right. Even sure. when I was like a psychopath. Still. For so sure. like, that's gnarly. Exactly. Yeah, but I think that's the thing of how all of this can be so blinding. You know, you got to be able to take a step back and ask, what am I fighting for? Mm-hmm. What right. am I marching for? What am I trying to communicate? Because you know what? It's going off the tracks um, in, in some of the ways that it's being expressed. No doubt about it. Like, And this is the reality. There is spiritual warfare behind all of this. Right. Right? It's not just the flesh and blood that we see. There is spiritual warfare mm-hmm. that is trying to divide this nation. Uh, and the only way that um, I believe that God can do a move, I believe God can do a work. And we understand, like, even the, the presidency, a lot of people that things got so divided, one people were one way, the other. God allowed Trump to become our president of the United States of America at this point. Uh, Donald Trump is not a savior by any means. Christ is our savior. But is he, because one thing that you posted, Ryan, is like, I'm going to pray, or you posted what Daniel says, he puts up one oh, king. Oh, yeah, and, that's right. Like, that's true. God raises up the kings right. exactly. and pulls down the kings. That's like true. presidents. He's the one who puts everyone in place. And it doesn't matter who the president is, you and I and everybody that's out there are called to pray for those that are in governing, official, governing officials, presidents, everything. Paul said it. 
many times throughout his epistles as well. When, when um, Obama got, uh, when he won right. presidential, you know, uh, like eight years ago, mm-hmm. and then the next one, I didn't vote for Obama. Right. But I wasn't crying. Right. I was like, all right, God, you put him in there, so here we are. I accepted him as our president. Yep. You know? And exactly. We're in the United States. And he destroyed the country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the United States of America. And it's freedom that, you know, many people have died for this nation so that we would have freedom to have the right to vote. We live in a democracy. And because democracy reigns, that's when somebody is able to come into that public office. Whether you agree or disagree, now you have to be able to move forward and to be able to communicate. You stand for what you, what you want to believe in, no doubt. But we have to come to a place of unity in, in some aspects. And I would very much say that I know in whom I believe, my, my Lord and my Savior, and I'm going to stand for rights that I believe are true, that are righteous, that are, you know, connected to the Bible. I'm going to grab line three. Yeah, let's do okay. it. Hello, you're listening live with Ryan Reese. Who is this? Uh, this is Raul Reese. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> hey, Dad. Uh, for if you guys are listening, this is my my dad calling in. This is he's a pastor, Raul Reese, out of Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar. Um, dad, I got a question for you. I want you to call in tonight because you know everything that's going on with uh, you know where we're living in society with with the, you know the president coming in. The world is divided, at least the United States is, and you got these women march going on, and it's a lot of crazy chaos going on. I want you to speak into this, because I know you give a lot of devotions that people love on your Instagram daily. I've had several people go, dude, I love those videos of your dad that he puts up daily. I want you to speak into this, what your opinion is on this and what God says about this time, but also... Let us know on what you think we should do and how we could even reach and have an impact on people to bring them to Jesus. Well, first of all, I'll say that uh, Proverbs chapter 20, chapter 14, 14, he says, righteousness exalts a nation. And I think that the uh, Satan is really upset because God has put someone, maybe he's not a Christian, whatever, but he really is believing in righteousness, and the assistant, uh, his assistant, vice principal, uh, vice president, he is a Christian. And I think that many, many, many people have been praying for the last eight years that God would spare. I, I really believe that God's grace is given to us again for the next four or eight years, whatever. And the church needs to wake up. The church needs to come to that place where we repent of our sins so that God can use our lives. The world can see that if the church is weak and they can run over the church like we've seen, what, in the last couple of days, the riots and these dirty women, you know, doing whatever they do. But then the media covers all that. But the other day, you know, the, the, the people that really believe in not killing babies, they walked and it was never publicized. Right. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they, did a, they did a pro-life march, but no one ever. Yeah. Right. No one ever. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, Ron, just being able to encourage people as well, like, yeah, we're in a divided nation, you know, you've, you've taught the Bible for many years, Ron, and I, I know everyone knows where you stand in teaching of the Word of God, and one thing that you've always told us as well, where we don't get into politics or anything like that, because we want to reach all all people. You say that all the time, even from, from the pulpit. How important is that, Ron, as we, um, because the nation is divided, how can we be an example of bringing unity? 
I think, first of all, we need to become a people of prayer. Prayer changes things, you know? Mm-hmm. I think the church needs to pray more than ever before because all those people that are rioting and doing filthy things, they need Jesus, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that the only way the church has to be that example, as the church has led the world into the church, we need to get the world out of the church and put Christ back in the church so that God can do a tremendous work in our lives and through our lives to be effective in these last days. I was saying earlier, Dad, that, you know, it's the way we even approach this whole situation because it it could be so easy to come off through Instagram or post stuff or just, you know, basically just, post verses are like fire and brimstone, but you know, God called us, Jesus has called us to love people into the kingdom and reach them, stand for righteousness, be the salt of the earth. But there's a way to reach them. And I believe personally that it is through prayer and fasting and that prayer, it does change things. It changes people's hearts and we have to be spirit led to know when to say something and when not to say something. Cause if we're just, you know what? I mean, think about this prayer. You got saved through prayer. I got saved through prayer. Sean got saved through prayer. Marlena got saved through prayer. People were praying for us. And and as we begin to pray for these people, we don't like what they're doing. It's sinful. But at the same time, Jesus came into what? A sinful world. He came in to do what? To love the world? No, to love the world so that the world could come to know Christ as their Lord and Savior. And the world today is so confused, so lost. Again, because of what the church has done. And Satan is taking advantage of people today. I think Mike Pence, when he spoke at the pro-life rally or march, he said it well. He said, let your gentleness be evident to all. He said on Friday, urging generosity, not judgment. Let this movement be known for love, not anger. Let this movement be known for compassion, not confrontation. When it comes to matters of the heart, there is nothing stronger than gentleness. I believe we will win the hearts and minds of the rising generations if our hearts first break for mothers and their unborn children. Mm. And that's it. That's it's the powerful. gentleness. What about what does the Bible say? Being gentle as doves. If you mm-hmm. want to, yeah. you know, dove, yeah. if you yeah. want to win people to Christ. Yeah. You know, this writer here says our nation has lost a lot of respect among other nations of the world. But if righteousness were pursued by our nation it would be do more to exalt our nation than anything else our nation has ever done for righteousness exalts a nation mm. that's amazing yeah. that's it. and that was like breaking down like that proverbs 14 you were reading right like god's word is so powerful when it comes to that you know so often and you know what go ahead you know what but this bit a lot few people pay much attention to what the bible says right right we need to be we need to be hearers of, not only hearers of the word of God but we got to be doers like James doers. says. Yeah. Yeah. And see, I mean, you you think about leaders today. You know what I mean? You know, I'm a leader and I look at the congregation, I look at our family, I look at my friends and uh, when I got saved, I got saved, you know what I'm saying? And I, I as you get older like my age, you know, you don't want to compromise in any way. There's one thing that Pastor Chuck Smith taught us all the time, you got to finish well. Mm-hmm. You've got to finish well. You want to make sure that you live that lifestyle so that when the world sees you or your kids, Ryan, or whoever it is, they're going to know my mom and dad, they live for righteousness, and they finish the righteousness that God had not only allowed them to live, but they've crossed that line completely and fully in holiness. Exactly. Perfect. Well said, Dad. Thank you for being on the air with us. 
Thank you so much, you guys. Okay, man. We'll uh, see you yeah. tomorrow. Love you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Bye. That is Raul Reese of Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar. Follow him on Instagram, Raul Reese. He'll not only get funny videos, <laughs> and he'll post probably 20 videos in one minute. Exactly. But he actually has really good devotions. He really yeah. does. And he, and he has a heart for this nation. He has a heart for the church as well, and it would be a great encouragement to you. We're very close to coming to a break, but I want to bring your attention to a couple things. First, this is Live with Ryan Reese. We're going to be taking your phone calls on some of these issues that we're talking about. You can call in at 888-564-6173. Again, 888-564-6173. I want to remind you to always go to ryan-reese.com where you can pick up all the archives of the show. We've almost been on the air for two years. Um, you know, spread the word to friends and family that you know. There's podcasts as well. Go to the whosoevers.com. There's a lot of gear that's out right now. Hats, shirts, sweatshirts, you know, uh, skateboard decks, so many things. And the cool thing about the products is all the proceeds of it go right back into the movement of the whosoevers for Ryan and these guys to be able to do high school tours. They've also opened up a very simple way how you can join a monthly giving program for as little as $10 a month. You can make a big impact so they can have this um, platform to go back into the the school. So check it out. You want to say something? Yeah. So what that means is when you buy the products, it actually funds our high school tours. So you buy a T-shirt, it goes into us bringing a concert to the kids and give them the gospel. That's a sick concept. Yep. I I would love to take the credit for it, but God gave us the (laughs) idea. It's it's an amazing concept. And the people that you're listening to also on the show is Sean McKean. You can find him on Instagram. And Melinda... She's MIA. <laughs> Hopefully she'll have an Instagram by next week. They're We're forcing try. me too. A lot of people want to follow you. They want to stay updated with you and see what's going on with you. Um, so you better get an Instagram. All right. Or else just don't even show up next week. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're going to be back right after the break in two minutes. More live with Ryan Race coming up. Everything all right? Sure. Call now. 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop-de-doo. Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I warn you. Are back. Oh. I got Sean McKeon. Yeah, we're back on the air, okay? Okay. We're on the program. And Sean, wait, what are you doing over I'm there? Doing you got, Facebook, you got like, Facebook Live going on? Yeah, I got, I got my friends. I got my friends in Is there. Is there already people requesting Melinda's Instagram? Yes, they are. <laughs> yes. You, you got to do it. There's I that. guess so. That'll be up. Oh my gosh, the message board's blowing up. We got a thousand people asking for Melinda's Instagram. <laughs> They need to know what's going on with you. Are you a real person? Exactly. <laughs> so, they, <laughs> so they want to discover you on a fake platform. Instagram. Exactly. Yep, they want to get sure. all your best of. Yep. Oh man! Right before the break, you guys, we were we were talking about um, you know the women's right, uh, uh, pro life, um, the country being divided. We have actually we haven't even talked about the country no. being divided yet. Well, yeah, I think a little bit hitting upon it because um, this was a, a gnarly election, you know, and people were uh, were set on one side to another. And I think the, the main thing, too, is like our nation has changed so much in the last four years from right. the last election because social media is so prevalent. Everybody has a voice. It, c- it communicates a lot of different things. And news agencies, there's so many, yeah. you know, some that are based on facts, some are not there based on facts. And I, I think that that's what you saw during this time. I think that's why everybody was so 
um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, confused at the results that, right. when, when they went down because one, a media was skewing it one particular way exactly. so much. So it was this like shock. Yeah. You know, and because everybody was on the side, it is hard to bring the, this unity back. And I believe that's one of the big reasons that there's na- the, the nation is divided. But there's so many people across this world. There's major issues going on in this world. Let's be real. Radical Islam, terrorism is legit. It is real. Um, people are, you know, unemployed. All these things are major issues. Immigration. So it, immigration. All these mm-hmm. things were things that were very, very passionate about. People stood for they went to the polls, they voted, and the people's voices were heard. And now I think we're entering a new time in our nation's history, like your dad was just saying right now. It is time for the church to continue to preach the gospel, to, to reach out to the nation. The nation is hurting in some ways, and the only way that we we have any benefit is being salt. So what is right. our job as believers? Let's go to that. Yeah. And, you know, like Penn said in that, right. in that quote you read right before the break, you know, you could sum it up when Jesus says to love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's just anyone. That's the people that are posting stuff that you don't agree exactly. with. Right. I can't believe him. Yeah, that's your neighbor. Right. But we got to do it in love. And the question is, how do we how do we reach this? How are we going to impact this culture? How are we going to impact people around us? Is it through social media? And, I mean... It's hard through social media because right. yeah. you post something and then all of a sudden it just turns into a, a war zone. Seriously. Like when I'm you like, posted. I was being nice in that post. <laughs> exactly. And next thing you know, it's like some guy just like, I, I got a threat the other day. Yep. I, I posted I actually just, um, the fa- okay, Trump's the president of the United States. Right. So I just posted, hey, that Daniel verse, you right. know, the Lord lifts up, the Lord tears down. Exactly. It's our president, like yeah. whatever, like it or not. And all of a sudden some guy says, Ryan, I hope that you... I can't believe you. I hope you get shot dead by a cop. Yeah. I had to I had to report that to the police well, department. Yeah. yeah. I called my friend that was a cop. He says, Yeah, that's a threat. Not a direct threat, but that is a threat. And it's like, okay. And I was just like, I was just posting one thing, you know, and then I post something about some Satanists and then that turns into right. a hole. I'm exactly. like what can I post here, right. guys? But I, we we yeah. gotta we gotta deal with people as people. You know, right. you're not gonna reach people on the political on the realm. Masses. You know, no. you're not gonna change anyone's mind. No. No. It's not. The only thing that links us all together is that we, man was created in the image of God to have fellowship with God. We're all jacked up because when we're not in fellowship with God, we're left to ourselves and our own understanding. And the heart of man is deceitfully wicked. Um, it has so many things that we see our society today. Our society, what we see, is a result of sin. And I believe that that's what we do. Why we do what we do. We talk about the the gospel that's able to change lives. I want. We want to get the give the number out again. You're listening live with Ryan Reese, and the number is 888-564-6173. 888-564-6173. I want to hear from you about your opinion. 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 <laughs> your opinion <laughs> on how to reach. This generation, or how to be effective in this time. Yeah. I just want to state that, you know, we're talking about women and their rights, and it's, you know, the women's marches about their body and all that kind of stuff. When this uh, young man took his daughter to the march, and he said, it's not a women's choice, it takes two to make a child. Mm hmm. So it's not just about the woman. Just because she's carrying the baby doesn't mean that 
it's solely about her. The man has a part in it too. You know, Ryan, you, you've been through that. I've actually, well, I was on, let's talk about this because right. there's actually, they, uh, what's your name again? Uh, Sean. Uh, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> it's only been 30 years. Exactly. <laughs> you guys, don't smoke weed. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> I don't smoke weed anymore, okay? <laughs> Just for the record. So I was dating a girl and we had an abortion or actually I got her pregnant. She didn't tell me. Right. And she went and got an abortion and then she told me after and I... If I was going to have a kid at the time, I wanted to definitely have a kid with her. Like, I was in love. Like, how did you feel when I she told you? I was heartbroken. I was like, I felt so hopeless. Like, and you didn't have a choice. Yeah, it jacked me up. Right. It jacked me up. Then she got pregnant again. Then we went to go see the, the, the heartbeat of the kid. Mm-hmm. And then she decided to get an abortion again. And I couldn't do anything about it. Right. Dude, that messed me up mentally right. for years. Exactly. Four years. And there was no reason why she didn't have to work. She could have the kid. Right. We weren't in a financial problem. I mean, there was nothing. You know, people could say, well, we, we, we couldn't raise the kid. There was nothing. Right. There was no problem with the situation. Her excuse was, I'm too young. Mm. She was 23. If she's too young to have kids, she's too young to have sex. Yeah. Correct. I mean, <laughs> you know, so that, that's what that whole deal. Yeah. So. And then I was on the other side later on after I got all jacked up from the situation. Mm-hmm. Then I ended up getting a girl pregnant later on that I didn't like or not like, but I didn't really. <laughs> was just, close with. Wasn't yeah. close yeah. with. And, you know, I made her get the morning after pill. Right. So and that's, that's, a type of, that's a type of an abortion right, as right. well. Exactly. So I was on both sides. What about right. you, Sean? Well, I, I posted the other day. I was telling you uh, when the pro-life um, march was going on the other day and I saw it going through my feet and everything, I just felt led to post something I don't talk about all the time. I've talked about it in some of my teachings before, um, but I put a statement that was something that Ronald Reagan said about that I noticed that all those that are, are for abortion have actually been born themselves, you know, which is a right. very you know, powerful statement um, because abortion is that there's a life in the in the womb of a woman oh my gosh, when, when, a, when a child yep. is created and and God's creation is something that is so magnificent and beautiful uh, in my life before I came to the Lord I had a couple girlfriends I was you know sexually involved when I was young like 14 years old and um, we had a couple scares earlier but yeah, I had one in particular. I had two girlfriends that had abortions. And one was back in the day when we were going to the river all the time. I found out the night before we were going to our first trip to the Havasu that she was pregnant. And I was like, oh, we'll deal with this when I get back. And when they found out, her parents found out, they kind of forced her or wanted her to get an abortion. I had to pay for it out of my own money. And I remember thinking, I was so hardened at that time. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about myself. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking about myself. And then fast forward to later when I was 25, 26, before I came to the Lord, I had gotten a girl pregnant earlier um, during that time as well. And I was in a bad place. I was strung out on meth. I was in a dark, dark place. Um, and she knew that I, you know, we, we weren't close in, in a lot of ways uh, as far as like being married and all that kind of stuff. And I was hardened. She was trying mm-hmm. to give me a way out too because she actually liked me. She would have stayed if I would have said, I'm down for right. you. I love you. Let, let's do this. And But I was so, I remember I having to drive her there. I drove her to, to the clinic I and then that. I left there and then I felt conviction. I remember calling your cousin X and I was like, X, I'm here in the parking lot. Like, I don't feel right about this. And he's like, dude, I want to do that. I remember driving back as fast as I could to go back to the clinic to stop, but stop her. And as I was getting out of my car, she was already coming out mm-hmm. um, because of the, did the first step of the process. 
And I remember it was something that tormented me all the way that next year. That's where I was getting, you know, hit by demonic mm -hmm. things as well. Um, but I do know this on this side, God is able to forgive and God Heck has, yeah. God has forgiven me on that aspect now by God's grace. I do have three children now. Um, the, the girls that were in, in, uh, impacted by that as well, I pray for them. I've asked for forgiveness on, on by both of their, their lives, and, and we're, we're good now. But I do feel that um, it's a very important issue to stand for because that there is a life that is in the, the womb of a woman. Not only is there a life, but even what happens to the women or men after more more the women, right. mm -hmm. the effect of the abortion. Like I know a couple women that have— um, had them and they can't get pregnant anymore. I had Lisa Musil. Musil. Oh, he's yeah. up the names. Her, she had like three, I think. She can't get pregnant in, anymore. Mm. Um, and then there's the then then there's the the torment mm -hmm. of of having it. Right. And then Satan, you know, the guilt that right. you carry. Yeah, you you just took care of a temporary problem. Right. Like I'm pregnant. I'm too young. But then you have this guilt your whole life, mm -hmm. and it goes with every single girl. Yep. Every single girl that has had an abortion, Christian or non-Christian, have that guilt that exactly. they carry through their whole life. I have a friend who's had nine abortions, mm. and she's still just out in the world just going buck wild. But whenever she talks about those abortions, she cries. Mm -hmm. Because it's not a matter of, oh, you just like threw it in the trash can type thing. It's gone. It's like mentally, like you said, torments you because that was a life. Whether you want to believe it or not, you feel it. As a woman, you feel it. You feel it in your stomach. You know, right. you know. And so anybody that can say, oh, yeah, it's not a big deal, it's because they haven't experienced it. You know what I'm right. saying? And so as Christians, we need to have compassion on women who have had abortions and not judge them and be like, exactly. I'm so sorry. You know what I'm saying? And, be, and try to help them through the guilt. Because guilt can eat you alive, you know, and that could cause you not to come to Christ, your guilt. Mm -hmm. Because how can he forgive me? Because I did this horrible thing. But Christ forgives us all if we truly want his forgiveness. Absolutely. If we accept him as, his, you know, as our Lord and Savior. Yeah. Yep. Totally uh, your brother just texted us. Did you read that? <laughs> no, I don't have it. Oh, not, your he, brother he's said, live on Facebook. He can't your brother text. said, which is he's a fireman out mm -hmm. here in, in L.A., how come when a pregnant mom is murdered, it's a double homicide? Oh, yeah. Exactly. But yet abortion right. is not exactly. a murder. Exactly. And then the thing with the whole abortion thing, you know, it is a sad thing. There's a deception to it. You know, to the, the think that there are, are laws in, in place where um, people can have abortions in third term. I mean, when the child is like, you know, seven months. Mu I mean, that's crazy. I know. You know? Yes. Um, the baby can feel pain. I mean, you got to think about it. That is a life. And it was something that God forbid in the Old Testament as well when there was um, the sacrifice of, of babies. You literally just read my mind. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, the God Moloch. Mm -hmm. That is something that was against the Lord. Right. Well, they would. Okay. So they worshiped a couple gods back then. They would worship the God of Ashtaraf. Right. Which was the sex God. So if you're into sex and pleasure, you worship the God of Ashtaraf. So how do you worship him? Or this girl god, right. they would have orgies, mm -hmm. and basically you're be you're having sex when you're in an orgy. You're having sex with random people, and just like us, let's just bring it down. Let's bring it to today, 2017. You're going out bar hopping. Mm -hmm. You're hooking up one night stands. You, it may not be an orgy, right? But you're one night standing, and then when you one night stand, you're having random sex, drunken stupor sex, or just random sex. Right. 
you basically get pregnant and you have unwanted kids. Exactly. So now what would they people do in the Old Testament? They would go and worship the god Molech. Mm. The god of Molech would be a god that they would heat the hands up heat the hands up with fire to red hot and then they would have the drum circles where the drum circles were invented. So they would be playing the drums and then they would get the baby and offer it to the god Molech, the god of power. And they would burn the baby alive. Mm-hmm. So right. what's the difference between burning the baby alive back then, offering to God a Molech, or taking it in and giving it liquid fire injected to burn the baby up and then to abort it? Right. Nothing has changed. No. It's Nothing has changed. It's the same thing that's been happening of the, of the Old Testament mm-hmm. to new. And you may say, well, I don't worship the God of Molech. Well, if you're if you're worshiping the God of Ashraf, if you're just going right. out and having sex, your God would be the Old Testament God of Ashraf. And then because you're too busy and you want to do your own thing, you worship the God of Molech and you abort the kid. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. And one thing that was really big of the last year or two is the things that were unfounded on uh, Planned Parenthood. Right. Where you were seeing that people were taking the fetuses, selling body, body parts. parts. I mean, how, how it evil, gets really disgusting. How it evil does. and how demonic uh, can those things be? And then the 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 steed or this um or this verbiage that I've heard before. Um, for for women's for health and rights, and if it you know would affect the their way of life, their manner of life, what is it? What does that particularly mean? It, it's right. it's very broad. It's not just saying that if she has this baby, she's gonna die. It's saying if it will affect her living style, right. you know. And that's that kind of wording to me is like wow, it's selfish. But I think that got a yeah, pleasure exactly. Right. The God, hey, I want to add one thing, and right, I want yes. you to just. What is the highest? Okay, I have friends that were Satanist. Okay. What, and you could even read this, you know, it's, I think it's common knowledge. What is the highest sacrifice for a Satanist to give to Satan? It's sacrificing a baby. Mm. Why is it that the world agenda, non, not, I don't want to say non Christians, because that puts them all in a box, right. but how come there's such a huge emphasis on aborting kids? That's murdering babies that's the highest sacrifice you can give to satan is the is the, is the murder of children think about when you look at spiritually think about this dude the enemy is behind this so much and that's why the, the whole deception is to say and i've had someone tell me this recently well you know this is their 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 anti-pro-life mm-hmm. deal mm-hmm. well you know what it's gonna suck when their daughter Gets gets pregnant, gets raped, and gets pregnant. Well, what is the percentage on that? Yeah, and if that's the it's case, so low. Open that up for conversation. Right. Exactly. But what is that? That's like not even one percent no. of the abortions. No. The the majority of the abortions are people going out, hooking up, having sex, and they just don't want to just take responsibility. They just abort the kid because it's an easy way exactly. out. Exactly. I have a friend who uh, this girl goes to their church, and she was raped. Mm-hmm. And she gave the child up for adoption. Right. She had a choice. I've heard, I've heard of a story like and that. You know a, what I'm saying? A, and it's like adoption is yeah. an amazing alternative. There it are is. so many um, uh, families out there, parents out, or um, husband and wife out there that d- don't have the ability to have children. Mm-hmm. And God uh, can uh, turn a situation that maybe you're finding yourself in right now, and it could be a blessing for another exactly. family that is just desiring to adopt a child. I had a. F- uh, a f- a girl and a guy that come to um, one of my studies, and basically they're young. Uh, they got pregnant, 
they weren't Christians when they got pregnant, and um, I think she's like 21. Mm-hmm. They were young, real young, but they they realized they could not afford this kid. Right, like it's not a possibility. You know, they're they're too young. They're trying to figure it all out, but they decide to have the kid. Mm-hmm. And they adopted it, and they 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 got to send uh, someone adopted it from uh, this Christian family that struggled with infertility. Yeah. And me on the other side, like we talked with Crystal last week, mm-hmm. dude, not being able to have kids, dude, people are dying to have exactly. kids. Exactly. And they're gonna like one of my friends, Raylene, she's mm-hmm. gonna have kids, and they, they they adopted a kid, and they, and they are amazing humans, right? And they're gonna raise this kid, they're gonna love this kid like you would not believe. Yeah. People will raise these kids, right? Exactly. And they would love because there's a lot. There's more people that can't have kids than people aborting kids. Right. Seriously, it's like I mean, don't don't quote me on that, yeah. but it's a there's a lot of people that I right. know that can't have. Well, kids. if you think you think about it, if you follow the whole you know trail of why women are aborting kids, it comes down to the simple fact that society has degraded motherhood. If you're a mother, you've accomplished nothing in life. You know what I'm saying? You do nothing. All you do is raise kids. But if you think about it, that's the highest honor that the Lord could give us because we're molding and shaping young lives to what? To go out and be effective for him, to go out and preach his word and to, you know what I'm saying, and live their life for him. But, you know, society believes that motherhood, I mean, it's nothing. You have to go out and go in the business world because you need to accomplish things and that's how you get your notoriety. You know, I, I wanted to read something for those that are listening right now. Maybe you've never read the Bible before. Um, and maybe you're not familiar with some text. Maybe you are. Um, but as we're talking about this very important issue, I, I wanted to read a little text that David um, penned in Psalm 139 that was written over 2,500 years ago. Um, and it says this, For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. Skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed and in your book they are written of me, the days fashioned for me when as yet there was none of them. To me, that's one of the most powerful verses when it comes to God's um, omnipotence and his eternity. That God, as you were, somebody, one of you two brought up a a gnarly situation and the the child was adopted. You know, though it might be a a gnarly situation, there's no accident. God can turn a bad situation Mm -hmm. into an amazing opportunity. And right here it says, the day's fashion before me before there was even one day. God knows the, the plan that he has for these children's life. And it's not for us to get involved and to bring it to an end. And maybe right. you're in a place in your life right now and you're scared, you're discouraged, you don't know, what, you know, you got to make some decisions in your life. I got a verse for you that God spoke to me this week. Isaiah 41:10. Don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Mm. That is the promise. I just got a comment, 68 years old. I've been listening for a while. You guys are awesome. My mother was on the abortion table, but God told her to have me. That's amazing. Ozzy from Riverside. And then there's this other comment that came in. It says, even people in the church that are pro-abortion. Yeah. 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 Because they don't read the Bible or maybe they read it, but it's not like they're not like obeying it. James says... No, don't just be hearers of the word of God, but be doers. doers of the word of God. That was from Austin and Rancho Santa Margarita. Right. Yeah. 
And it's so very important. Like yeah. you said, you know, you've said it before, Ryan. It was like some people want to take a smorgasbord when it comes to the Christian life. The salad Christian bar. Faith. Yep. The salad bar. It's like, um, <laughs> well, I'm, I think more of like meats and stuff like that. You think of salad and <laughs> yeah. lettuce and stuff. I got it from that one guy. He's apologetics guy. Uh, some, I forget um, his name. Charlie Campbell? Charlie Campbell. Yeah. I heard one of his things. He said, it's like, a, you know, people want Christianity like a salad bar. You know, they right. want the grace. They want the mercy. But sin, they're like, I'm good. You know, repenting, exactly. I'll pass on that. Right. Is that going to make me not fit into society? Is yeah. Am I not yeah. going to be popular right. any longer? And that's where a lot of people fall into. And I would encourage you not to go down that way. Yes, yeah. and my people, you know, the attitude is key. You know, we've been talking about this. Don't have this vulgar attitude. If you find yourself posting something with anger and hate in it for, and you're a Christian— don't do it. Exactly. You know, because what good is going to, what's the, the result? You can get in debates and arguments all day long, and there are keyboard gangsters all over the place waiting <laughs> to get into a, a yeah. debate. I got a name for those guys. It's called fake news, like Trump says. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. they, were, they were the first fake news. <laughs> That's right. Actually, they weren't the first, no. but yeah, they're fake news. So, um, but also, you know, we were talking about the salad bar before right. this yeah. last thing. And uh, Jesus said it best. He says, you know, if you're not hot or cold and you're lukewarm, God will spit you out of his mouth. Exactly. He want, you got to be for him. Or He also said, if you're not for me, you're, you're against, against me. me. Yep. And yep. for me means that we read the word of God, which is the Bible, inspired of word of God, and we take it for face value and we follow it. And that's it. We don't make our own like, well, you know, I'm living with my boyfriend and, you know, I love Jesus. I'm doing that. Well, dude, if you're if you're having sex, you know, basically Jesus says you're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. Right. You know, right. if you're lying and you're not repenting and you make a habit of it, you're not going to enter the heaven. You know, it's like he has all these different things that he says that um, if you live these lives, you're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. And that's why we need Jesus in our life. We ask him to come into our life. He baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. And then because of the supernatural work of his Holy Spirit in our lives— we don't want to do these things anymore. Right. right. We don't have to worry about it. They, they just He starts changing us. Yes. His, his desires become our desires. Exactly. He changes our heart. Yeah. We don't have to come changed. He changes us. You people, know what I'm saying? Well, say this. Answer this question, Melinda. Yes. Some people say, well, how do you do it? I, how can I even do this? This sounds like too, too, many, too many rules. Right. Exactly. How do and you do there, it? There are no rules. Basically, what, what happens is you get your self in church, you read his word, and the Lord slowly changes you through what? Through prayer, through his word, through people coming alongside you, through fellowship, and you just change. It's not a conscious effort. You don't sit there and go, oh, I have to change today. I have to get rid of all this. It just happens. There is no formula to it. The formula is his word, yeah. going to church, and surrounding yourself with people who are godly people because you need that fellowship. You need that person to come alongside you when you feel like you can't make it anymore and say, you know what, I'm going to pray for you. Don't worry. You're going to get through this because we all go through tough times. Yeah. Satan wants to come in and tear us down and take us away from what we know. And that's when we need those people to come alongside and pray for us that we will go through those things. You heard it there. Read the Bible. Even though you're like, okay, how am I going to change if I just read this Bible? It changes you. It does. It does. It I can't you. explain yeah. it. I know. It's just like when Jesus says, you know, you 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 see the holy. You can't see the Holy Spirit, but you can see the effects of it. Right. You know, you look at a tree with the wind. You see the wind blowing the 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 leaves, but you don't actually see the wind. You see the effects of it. In the same way, when you read the Bible, you 
can't see it. It just happens. Exactly. Yeah. You just start transforming. You can't explain it. Just like believing that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, that we become saved and he sends his Holy Spirit. We can't see it. It just happens. Exactly. Yep. Jesus says, come to me, all your uh, leery, and weak, and burdened. I will right. give you rest. Next week, Brian Deegan's going to be in studio. Make sure that you uh, tune in. Go to thewhosoevers.com and also at ryan-reese.com. You can pick up Crystal's book, The Adventure on the Stormy Sea. Peace. See you next week. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.